Today's episode will begin with an 8 minute and 46 second long moment of silence in honor of the life and legacy of George Floyd.
Hey everyone, sorry it's been so long since we uploaded a podcast. We actually had an episode that was taped a few weeks ago, and we were planning on releasing it last week, but given the state of unrest in this country, we didn't think it was appropriate to put out. However, we wanted to share our thoughts on the matter briefly, and this will be the final episode of season two. Now isn't the time for our voice. We must amplify the voice of the black community. We will begin taping season three when Americans get the justice they deserve and episodes will feature difficult conversations about racism and prejudice. Until then, we urge you to continue learning, listening, donating, and ending racism wherever it exists. Um, so first things first, uh, just want to say, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers go to George Floyd's family. Um, every hope everything's going okay. Well, um, we encourage all of you to donate. Uh, whatever you can, every dollar helps. Their family is in need right now. Um, so please uh, do do your part uh, so we can stand with them. Um, and then, you know, speaking on the events of, of recent nine weeks, just past few days, um, what are your thoughts, Elmer? What, what are you, how are you digesting all this that's going on? Um, well, I don't want to get like on a, on a soapbox and talk about uh, like the experience of of African Americans in this country, and and because you know we we don't know anything about that, and we're not entitled to talk about that. But mm-hmm. what I did want to talk about on this episode is um, the things that we've seen from a South Asian side, and mm-hmm. you know anti blackness within our community. And, oh yeah, because you know we we really can't control the dialogue of racism, and you know what that part of America feels about black people. But within yeah. our own circle and within our own community, I do think that there's. There is an issue with anti-blackness and racism. Hundred um, percent. I think a lot of South Asians get. Uh, I think a lot of South Asians and Asians in general get caught up in the model minority. Um, that myth of of us being like, you know, we're always law-abiding citizens, and if you know this group of people were to just follow the rules and just do their thing, work hard, it would be fine, right? Like I think they try to project this onto black people and it's and it's wrong it's very wrong um the model minority does not exist it is is just it's something that's been fabricated and i think we're a lot of people in our communities decide to use that as a shield to be like yo you know what we're doing a lot better than these other minorities or whatever but in reality you know we need to be standing with with black people at this time because they need us their their house is on fire and we need to help put that fire out. Um, I was thinking about this today, you know, with, with the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, how many counters people have had to it for that really, I don't know why, like it, it like it don't really make sense. Like, you know, like Black Lives Matter and then All Lives Matter st- started. And I was like, yo, <laughs> just because someone is saying that Black Lives Matter does not mean they're saying these other people don't matter right like if you have a neighborhood let's say you have two houses right one house is on fire and the other one is completely fine which house are you going to give attention to we're not saying that both houses are not important we're just saying one house needs attention immediately like we need to we need to help those people out now and then people are just go out and say like, oh, you know, all lives matter, trying to undermine that. And I'm like, that's not the point. We're not saying that white people are not important. We're not saying Hispanic people are not important or South Asian people are not important. We're just saying that there is 
systematic targeting of black people in this country that we need to stand up for because they they need our help um and i think you know it falls on the responsibility of us like you said elmer to you know dispel these anti-black rhetoric in our own circles so we can begin to kind of you know shift the shift the culture shift shift the narrative to how we can help people right now yeah i mean we see it all the time in like our family gatherings mm-hmm. and like the little mm-hmm. those little comments that people make yeah. that you kind of you you hear it but you just let it slide um you know those moments at the dinner table you we all have that one uncle that's always going off and just not saying anything in those moments and and i get why i get that a lot of people are you know we've done it before and we've tried it and we're tired of it mm-hmm. um but i think we there's an obligation to to never like to have zero tolerance for that kind of um speech in this country like it it should have been that way before but it has to be that way now as but yeah with with especially with i think like you know there have been a lot of events leading up to this but i think the death of george floyd really lit a fire under america um where the fact that you see another man putting his knee on someone else the dehumanization of someone who who didn't even commit a crime and could and was completely complying there's videos out now that show that George Floyd was completely compliant with police officers and they decided to use unnecessary force and just the the dehumanization of of how African Americans in this country are treated it is absolutely disgusting and i think that you know you're right it begins with us right we're not going to let that one uncle sit there and talk about this kind of shit anymore like we're going to we need to stop it whether you know whether we should have done it before i think we should have but is it better late than never yeah i think we need to start we need something we need to start now and i think people should look into these conversations that they're having with their family members and and think about you know what like what am i like what am i really talking about here why am i talking down to a different community right we don't need to be doing that and i mean that's that's an easy thing that we can do within our communities and, and yeah. start from here and i know a lot of people are really frustrated especially i feel like if you're not part of the black community i know a lot of people are frustrated because they have a feeling of you know i'm not a racist person i don't mm-hmm. you know to me like i don't think i'm a racist person mm-hmm. and i want to help i want to be there in like the most capacity that i can and they just want to feel like a part of this movement right yeah um and and what we've been telling them is you know if you're upset go and vote mm-hmm. um you know take your anger to the ballot box you know vote for judges vote for da's vote for you know mayors and, and chiefs of police and things like that um but we've done that before like you said this isn't the mm-hmm. first time this stuff has happened nope. we've nope. been down this road before you know uh, this last time that riots have happened in the streets was in Ferguson and we had a mm-hmm. black president at the time yeah you know we've had communities with black judges Minneapolis is a blues mostly blue city the state of Minnesota yep. is a blue state um mm-hmm. so at this point I think a lot of people are just tired of taking these same old routes of protest I mean I'm just lost on how we're gonna move forward from this and like what change needs to happen because what we've tried hasn't worked what we're doing isn't working so you know what's next and that's the thing right like people are you know frustrated they're confused they're hurt and it's like 
you know, what exactly can you do? Because then you have people who will be like, this isn't the right way to protest, right? Like looting and rioting or whatever. Right. But what is the right way to protest, right? Like if, if you go out there and just march, you're going to get tear gassed. Yeah, you can't you literally a peaceful protest you you kneel uh, for the national anthem and the whole country comes at you like you can't do a peaceful protest out here you can't you can't loot you can't like what what can we do right and it seems that i think the the call to vote is important but like you said even when we had a black president these things were happening so there's a systematic problem in America that needs to be addressed. And I think people are just kind of lost on on how exactly to address that. Yeah, I mean, I won't be the one to condone violence um, or, you know, destruction of property and small businesses and things like that. But if it's making people pay attention and if what we've tried before hasn't worked, then you know, we got to keep pushing the needle forward and we keep yeah. got we got to keep stepping it up and and you know, hopefully something's going to work. At one point you just keep poking at something, you keep poking at it. You're going to awaken something in someone. Right? Like this this is a result of all the anger that pent up anger and frustration that people have had and they're going to the streets to exercise their right to protest um whether I agree with, you know, rioting and looting um I definitely would urge people if you are participating in these riots and and, and looting, um, don't like just just watch what you're doing, right? Like if you're going after like minority-owned businesses, you're basically burning down your own house, right? Like those are the people who are trying to help you too. So I just my only thing is just be mindful of of what you know is going on. Um, I myself am not participating in the riots or looting. Like you said, I can't condone the violence, but at some, at some point people just feel like they have no other option. And that's where the problem lies, right? We can't let people get to that point. And now we're already past it. So what I'm interested to see is how will things work moving forward? Like, will this be a situation where all these riots happen and we still get no change. You know, like one month later, we're just looking back. We're like, oh, yo, you remember the riots in Minneapolis or you remember the riots happening in D.C. or whatever. Will there be real change from this? And I'm hoping there will. Uh, I, f- I feel like I've never seen um, one social media band together like this. Uh, like all I see now is is just about this movement, which I think is a good thing. I think people are spreading that awareness. People are using their platforms to talk about it. Um, but I hope it doesn't die out. That's just my only concern because uh, these are issues that are going to keep coming up. This isn't going to be the last. George Floyd is not the last. But we got to work to see if we can stop this problem from occurring. And But I just don't want it to die out. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this definitely isn't going to be the last time we're going to see. We're not going to solve racism. For over sure. This, you know what For I mean? For sure. Um, but the other thing is what I was thinking is, I mean, I agree with you. I do think we, I've never seen a reaction of this scale before. Sure. You know, I wasn't alive during the Rodney King riots. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. alive during LA riots, but like I, to my, to my knowledge, I think this is like one of the biggest, For like, sure. most wide scale, um, protests in American history. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we, part of you thinks, why? Um, and, you know, D.C. opened up on Friday. Yep. Like, I think a lot of states have just recently opened up. And I think there was a lot of pent-up emotion and anger already in people that it was just the the hair on the camel's back, yeah. you know, something that just it just set off that fuse, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. bang, Friday happens, right? Um, but if... if it, I think it might have been perfect timing for this movement to finally like gain some real steam. I mean, there's yeah. like worldwide attention on this thing, yeah, which is amazing to see. And you know, it's great to see all these countries um, standing in support with Black Lives Matters here in the U.S. I yeah, I I think with um, you know, the fact that we've all been quarantined, right? There's nothing really out there that can overshadow this movement right now, right? You can't really divert your attention from from it. Because that's the biggest thing going on. This is what the headline is. This is where we need our attention. So I think it's it's helped the movement to be even further in the spotlight now. Um, I think we've seen, you know, we're seeing these riots. And then, you know, some, some people are also talking about the other side. I, um, I think you've seen the, uh, uh, the, the police officers who dropped their uh, weapons and things to march with the protesters in Flint, Michigan, um, which I think is great content. It's just like, I hope that that doesn't distract people from the fact that there are not many police, uh, like police officers doing that kind of shit, that, that there's still a problem. Those guys might be trying to help, but there's still a bigger overarching problem that we need to keep addressing. They're trying to help, but it's just one step and it's just one small thing that's helping out. I mean, like, on, like to be honest, I really don't care which cops are joining the protest and, you know, which ones are supporting because, um, like, now's not the time to praise cops. I think cops, yeah, for sure. cops can have their moment another mm-hmm. day. Like, great, they support it, but, like, I really do think that it diverts from the focus of what this movement is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was part, it detracts from the value of it. You know, we're talking about police brutality in this country, which is a disease. Like it literally is a disease in this country. Yeah. Um, and if you start, it's like, it's like, it's the same thing that we had with coronavirus, right? It's like we had a disease in this country and then people on the other side would say like, oh, it's just like the flu. It's nothing. It's no big mm-hmm. deal. That's what they're doing with these cops now. It's like, oh, but they're good cops too. Look, they're just like us. You know, they're the good guys. Um, and like we saw with coronavirus, people took those, those claims legitimately and, Mm um, and you know, look what happened with, with the virus. And like, I think the same thing is going to happen with this, with this narrative here that we've switched. Um, and now, you know, police are, the police departments across the country are just looking out for their image right now. Yeah. Um, they're worried about their visibility. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, MPD was on fire last night. Like that, that, that image that image alone should, was, is like striking fear in police departments across the country. They're all shook, and yeah. they're all trying to like fix their brand, fix their image, and that's that's all this is. Um, so I don't buy it. I really don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, I just hope like, you know, we'll talk about like good cops or whatever. But it's it's like every group has good and bad people. We understand that there are good cops. We're not saying that every single person is bad. We are trying to highlight the bad cops because there are a lot of them there are too many of them so where we want to highlight those people get those people out of these police forces no one is coming for these good cops quote unquote right it's like we understand this it's the same thing it's that common sense thing of like listen 
your life is important as well, but this community needs you more, right? All all lives do matter, but we need to highlight black lives right now. They are in the most trouble. Their struggle is something that not all of us can even comprehend. Not all of us can even empathize with because we don't experience anything like it. So, I I I like you said, I'm I'm cool with the cops helping out and they're doing their thing, but like man, I I really don't think that that's gonna change the opinion of anybody about them. Um, you know, just I'm glad you're helping and and you should. It's your fucking duty to help, but in the end, the focus still needs to be on the fact that there is still a disease in this country of police brutality and discrimination and racism that needs to be addressed as soon as possible. You know, Chris Rock put it really well in his uh, Netflix special. He said, uh, people love to hide behind that um, bad apple thing. You know, one mm-hmm. bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch yeah. um, when it comes to cops. But, you know, there's certain professions where you don't want to have bad apples. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if, Air- if American Airlines told you, you know, most of our pilots like to land, <laughs> right? Like, there's certain professions where you just can't have bad apples. Um, and I think this weekend especially um, has demonstrated how many bad apples there actually are in this country. Big I mean, facts. the amount of the amount of police brutality that was seen in response to protest to protests about police brutality, <laughs> th- it was wild. Like someone put together like like a clip of of all these various incidents that happened from over the weekend, and it is nuts. Like an NYPD SUV literally like oh rammed into like several protesters that was insane you i did, think like you think that police departments would say like let's take a chill pill for like this one weekend like let's just try a little bit harder to be cool this weekend like how could you fuck it up that bad how could you ram your fucking suv into these protesters bro put it in fucking reverse just go back why why would you go towards the people you took an oath to serve and protect these communities to protect the people of this country yet all you're doing is making shit worse i just could not understand the logic behind that car ramming into protesters i really didn't understand like what is that going to accomplish you're literally making it worse for yourself because right after that, everybody like jumped on that car and started throwing more shit. Like it just got worse. All he had to do was put it back in reverse. Like just let the protesters do their thing. I I don't understand it. Like you said, bro. Just they. <laughs> this is the one time where I feel like cops really should just think like, man, maybe it's not the time to fucking ram my sh- my fucking car <laughs> into people. Not that there is a time to do it, but I think if there really wasn't a time to do it, this is it. So, I don't know, man. This People are just... I just don't understand the logic behind the, the things people are doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I get that we're all angry. Um, and I, I think it's just going to be that way for a while. I think a lot of us are just really, like, just pissed off at this point. And I think we've all had enough. Um, so, I just want to see how this one plays out. It is a terrible thing for an entire people to surrender to the notion that one-ninth of its population is beneath them. And until that moment, until the moment comes when we, the Americans, we, the American people, are able to accept the fact that I have to accept, for example, that my ancestors are both white and black, 
that on that continent we are trying to forge a new identity for which we need each other. And that I am not a ward of America. I am not an object of missionary charity. I am one of the people who built the country. Until this moment, there is scarcely any hope for the American dream because the people who are denied participation in it by their very presence will wreck it. And if that happens, it's a very grave moment for the West. Thank you.